Are you tossing and turning at night, plagued by worries and anxieties? You're not alone. Stress-induced insomnia is a common sleep disorder that affects many people. But what's the connection between stress and insomnia? I'll delve into this relationship with insights from neurophysiology. Why? Because I want you to be able to sleep better. I want you well-rested and more able to self-regulate, and I suspect you want the same thing. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a therapist, coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to live with more calm, confidence, and connection without the psychobabble. This podcast is, of course, not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. Let's understand stress a little bit in more depth here. Um, it's a natural response to threats or challenges, even you know minor things that you might not even be aware of. So you could feel stress in response to major life changes like moving or a new boss coming into your workplace, but there might be also some small things that induce stress like crowds, or I guess that's kind of a big thing, but it might be something that we don't normally consider. I don't know, maybe it is. Crowds or constant background noise, even low hums in the background might induce stress that these might be things that are not so obvious. Basically what's happening is that these sounds or these contexts trigger our body's sympathetic mobilization system, which is responsible for flight and fight when in danger. So in other words, when we're stressed, we are prepared for survival in a sense. We are either ready to confront danger or escape danger. But these common day-to-day things or more or less day-to-day things are not things that we can exactly run away from or fight off. You know, the the background hum of traffic, uh, is you can't fight that. And I guess you can kind of run away from it, but uh, how about the refrigerator hum or an AC, uh, you know, banging on in the background and then the, the hum of the AC in the background constantly. You can't really run away from that or fight that off. And yeah, you could turn it off, but then you might be super hot and you can't really run away from that or fight that off either. Anyhow, stress. These small things that we might not even be aware of, they accumulate in our body and we feel this as stress or as like chronic stress. This can lead to many problems, including insomnia. Stress impacts our sleep cycle. It makes it difficult to fall asleep or stay asleep. And this can lead to this really kind of vicious cycle where stress leads to poor sleep, which then leads to more stress in the daytime, which then leads to poor sleep. It just it's a self-reinforcing cycle. And this can impact your overall well-being. But basically when you have a lot of stress, which then induces insomnia, but even during sleep, you may have non-restorative sleep. You won't have uh, you know refreshing sleep. And this can lead to you again more stress or feeling tired and groggy the next day. Just really, you know, dysregulation, mild to moderate dysregulation, maybe severe dys- dysregulation. That self-reinforcing cycle might actually set you up uh, in the you know in the next day with negative coping mechanisms like uh, alcohol, drug use, uh, sleeping through work maybe. You might be more irritated and snappy at your family. And then as you do these negative coping mechanisms or these impulsive behaviors that you'll regret later on, it just kind of adds on to the stress, I suppose. But now you'll also feel regret and shame, blame, self-judgment. So like the issue just kind of can compound on itself. And then to deal with that compounding, you're potentially likely to return to those negative coping habits. And again, it's like a self-reinforcing cycle. What's necessary for sleep to kind of like stop this process 
we, we can frame this in terms of the polyvagal theory. If you're brand new to the polyvagal theory, go to episode 101 of this podcast and you'll get a really deep dive into what I'm talking about. It's like episode 101 through 109. This is something I use with my therapy clients and with my coaching clients in my polyvagal trauma relief system. This is at the core of it and of this podcast as well. So the polyvagal theory basically is the science of connection and how we respond to danger. And one of the teachings of the polyvagal theory is that we actually have two parasympathetic nervous systems. One of those is responsible, one of those biological pathways is responsible for safety or, or for social engagement while we're safe. It's called the social engagement system. And the other one is, is responsible for immobilization when our life is under threat. So when the body perceives or detects that uh, death is imminent, then immobilization may be the, the response. And of course we have the sympathetic system which is responsible for flight fight or basically for mo mobilization. But when we remain in flight fight for too long, that results in stress. Like I said before, the body is prepared for danger. So if one is stressed, they're not exiting their mobilization state, their flight fight state. They cannot or are not yet accessing their body's natural states of safety and immobilization. So both of those parasympathetic states, in order to fall asleep, we have to be immobile. You're not going to fall asleep while you're running, right? So you have to be immobile, laying down, maybe sitting, and you have to be safe. You have to feel safe in your body. So both of those parasympathetic states have to be active, safety and immobility, and that results in a mixed state called stillness. So to fall asleep, one has to be able to immobilize and feel safe. In stress, you're not feeling safe. The body's prepared for danger. Stress can really impact your body's systems, not just like one system, like your autonomic nervous system, but multiple systems. It has a negative impact on your overall health, not just your mental health, but also your physical health as well. Some evidence of this is the Adverse Childhood Experiences Survey. This was from, I believe, the 90s, where they interviewed or surveyed thousands and thousands of people, and they found that early childhood adverse experiences led to uh, negative health impacts later on in life, including mental, behavioral, and physical. And the study also found that the more adverse childhood experiences that there were, the greater number and or severity of these symptoms that were. The idea here is that the adverse childhood experiences added stress to the body. And yeah, sometimes, or they were flat out traumatic, I suppose, but we're, we're focusing more on the stress, the constant state of flight fight. It can affect our cardiovascular system, leading to high blood pressure and other heart-related issues. It can impact our digestive system, it exacerbates stomach aches, ulcers, and other digestive problems. It can affect our immune system. It can weaken the immune system, making you more susceptible to infections. It can affect the musculoskeletal system, which can lead to muscle contractions and restricted blood flow. And it can impact our nervous system, leading to anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. So stress is a big deal, and sleep, as part of breaking this stress insomnia cycle is a big deal. And to, in order to break the cycle, immobilization while safe is really important, that mixed state of stillness. I actually just contributed to an article from Sleepopolis. I'll put a link in the description. I wrote this as part of the Polyvagal Institute's board of editors. And it's a pretty fun one. It's about this 
thing on TikTok called vagal nerve icing. The idea here is that someone uh, claims they are stimulating their vagal nerve, and what they do is put frozen a frozen pee bag on their chest to help them fall asleep. So to get to sleep, you might be doing stuff like that, stuff you find on TikTok and just sort of crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. And if it helps, awesome. I'm super happy for you. But instead of relying on frozen pee bags, I do think there's a better option here that is more sustainable rather than frozen pee bags night after night. But I don't want you to wait for insomnia to be a problem night after night. You kind of have to practice this ahead of time. And that is being in your polyvagal state of safety. The state of connection, whether it's with somebody else or with yourself or just your environment and using your senses, practice being in your safety state. Practice feeling safety during the day when you're with your pets, when you're out walking, when you're cooking dinner. Mindfully use your senses. Use your body's capacity for safety. Welcome it with curiosity. Practice being in safety. As you do that and build the strength of your safety state, you exercise it just like anything else, then defensive activation won't be as out of control eventually. Now you can totally do this while you also put uh, bags of frozen peas on your chest if you like. Uh, I'll, by the way, I actually talk to your doctor about that because I don't know, you might have some issue that precludes frozen stuff being placed on your chest. I don't know, that's between you and your, your doctor. I am not recommending that. But what I'm saying is if you want to do these vagal hack things that you find randomly, go ahead. But at the same time, or during the day maybe, I would encourage you to practice being in your safety state. You'll know if you're in your safety state because you'll be able to breathe in your belly. You'll be more connected to your senses, yourself or your pets or your spouse. You'll be able to smile. You'll be thinking more positively. All those are signs that you're in your safety state. So practice doing things that bring you to your safety state, that bring you to those experiences. The other thing you can do that's, I think, pretty easy for the most part is to change your environment. I don't mean like move. What I mean is look at your environment at nighttime and ask yourself how you feel about it. If you don't do well in the dark, that's something you can probably change. If you do well with dark, but like a little bit of light, that might be something you can change. If you do well with having a sound machine on, or if you do well with complete silence, or if you do well with sleeping under the covers, those are things that you can change to make an impact pretty quickly. Basically here, what you're doing is setting up the environment so that it provides you with passive cues of safety. Passive safety cues are things that you don't have to like, you don't really have to think about. You don't have to do anything exactly. Yeah, you set it up, but then night after night, these are giving you cues of safety that are going to help to activate your safety state and remain in it. So really what I would like you to do is, you know, in the nighttime, maybe you just see how you feel about stuff and see what you can change. In the daytime, make some, some changes, practice being in your safety state. And then when it comes into, you know, nighttime again, see how it feels now. Maybe it'll feel a little bit different. If there's a little bit less insomnia, or a little bit less anxiety, a little bit less stress, that's probably a good thing. And then ask yourself, well, what else can I do? What else can I change here? But eventually, and hopefully sooner than later, you'll have an environment that is more, giving you more passive cues than anything. And then if you could do that, then other active things like breathing deeply or using your imagination to anchor yourself in safety or singing or doing something creative, I don't know, uh, those active things that you can do to anchor in safety might be more beneficial. But if you're just white knuckling it every night and praying that those peas are going to solve your problems, 
then I don't think it's going to be as effective as it versus practicing this stuff ahead of time and really doing the best you can to set yourself up with success. If you're waiting for the problem, if you're waiting for the insomnia, if you're waiting for stress to get too far and then do something about it, you're just kind of setting yourself up for the same problem over and over again. So that's what I would ask you to do after listening to this episode is what can you alter in your environment and what can you do today to help access your safety state? If you want to learn more about this polyvagal theory stuff and how to you know, develop the strength of your safety state, I have a really good option for you. It's called Stuck Not Broken Total Access Membership. That gives you access to, well, it gives you total access to my uh, courses that are grounded in the polyvagal theory, like Polyvagal 101, Building Safety Anchors, and Unstucking Defensive States. Those are my trauma recovery courses. Each one follows the other one. But you also get access to my community. So you won't be alone in this process. The community is really awesome, by the way. The people in there are fantastic. So you get the courses, you get the community, you won't be alone, you get the knowledge you need, and you'll have access to me twice a month during open Q&As and every day during, you know, in the, in the community uh, discussion post, you'll be able to ask questions, share a picture of your pets or your projects or your plants, uh, and you'll be able to share ahas, things that you like just click for you. You can come to the community, share them, and get uh, some support from everyone else there. You know, getting unstuck from trauma is difficult. There's so much information out there. I think this total access membership really focuses on what is necessary and also gives you other things that I think are very helpful, like the community and other things I have there for you. If you're interested in learning more about this, go to the link in the description. It is justinlmft.com slash total access, justinlmft.com slash total access. I really hope to see you there. Fellow Stucknot, thank you so much for listening. I really hope this episode has been a helpful resource for you in getting better sleep, learning about the political theory, and applying it to yourself. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.